Welcome to the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. Welcome to this week's episode of the Turn Yourself On podcast. Today we are looking at how to have great conversations, which means we then have great relationships. Now this can transform every relationship because most of the time our conversations are very much on the surface and when we learn how to go deeper with them, we can really get the best out of each other, we can really understand what is going on. Instead of creating more chaos and disconnection, we can create more love and harmony. And it's very simple, it's just that we're never taught this. So this is for you if you ever interact with anyone. So at work, in your intimate relationships, with family, with friends, this can transform every conversation. It can help in negotiation. It can help when we are stuck and we really need more support. And it can help us communicate how we're feeling get our needs met and help us meet the needs of other people as well. So usually in a conversation, it goes one way. So think about the last deep conversation that you had and usually somebody speaks, the other person reacts and then speaks back. The other person then reacts and then speaks back and then it's this constant cycle of somebody speaking, somebody reacting, and then the other person speaking based on how they have reacted to what the other person said. Now, this is a very transactional relationship. It happens at a very high level, and it's all based on what is on the front of somebody's mind at that time. It's not always the deeper truth, and the other person can be triggered and shut down because they know that it's it's a high level conversation, it's not going deep enough. And then they react and then the conversation just doesn't go anywhere where you want it to because neither party are really listening and neither party are really speaking their truth. We don't get the best out of each other. We don't get the best out of the conversation. We miss the truth, we react, we become more disconnected, there's more pain. And if you've ever left a conversation and thought, how on earth did that happen? Like I came into this conversation to help, to sort it out, yet I feel even more disconnected and there's even more drama and more chaos, then you are in the right place because it's very, very simple. We're just not taught this stuff. So we're going to look at a really key example and there are two steps to this, only two. So again, it's not difficult, it's just different. And if we were taught this from a young age, it would be completely different. We would have had great conversations from being very young, but we're not taught this stuff. So we're going to learn it now. So this is based on a coaching couple that I had this week. And I said to them, don't worry, there was a a huge subject that they wanted to talk about that every time they talked about it on their own, they just didn't seem to get anywhere with it. So I said, don't worry, let's have a whole session dedicated to it. 
and let's learn how to have a great conversation so that you can experience it because as you know me by now I am all about the experience so this couple got to experience how to have a great conversation and I guided them through it and at the end they were like wow that was amazing I've never had a conversation like that before it's not different it's not difficult it's just different and I thought that it would be a great example for us today so I'll go through it now so you can really get a feel of how the conversation was guided and how you can take the tools that were used as well so like I said there's two steps and the first one we're going to go into right now so the big conversation for my couple the clients that I was working with this week it was a big conversation and they were brave to have the conversation but they've had it quite a few times between themselves and it's always just led to nowhere either going around in circles or more pain and disconnection the big question that they were working on the big conversation was all around whether to have a second child or not and as you can imagine that's not a small decision and especially with everything that goes into it there's more to it than just a quick yes or no should we knit to the pub yes no there's a lot more to it than this and this conversation had happened a few times between the couple on their own and it was always a case of the man saying I'd love another child and the woman almost shutting down and just saying no so obviously when you've had a child there is more to it than we ever realize and with birth trauma and with the pregnancy everything that had gone on everything that had happened afterwards all the woman could get to was no so shall we have another child no emotionally i'm still scarred by it i'm still in a place of stress and trauma from it and I've not healed that yet. So the man was going away feeling quite rejected and low, whereas that wasn't the intention, and the woman was just almost bombarded with too much stress, too much pressure, that all she could come to was the answer of no. Neither of them were getting the truth, and all it was doing was leading to more disconnection and more arguments, basically. So what is the opposite? The opposite is we decided to have a whole session on this. One, so they could learn exactly what is involved in a great conversation. So they could experience it for themselves because it's all about the experience. And also that they could get to understand the truth. The truth about the answer and the truth about each other. So the first step in how to have great conversations is all about mirroring. So the man in this instant would say, I would love to have a second child. Is it something that we could talk about? In the past, the woman said no straight away absolutely not no and then instead in the past that would have just shut them down and shut the conversation down or it would have led to an argument 
in this case, the woman was then given the opportunity to expand on that a little bit. And when she did expand on it and the man, you know, was just sat there listening, she got to a place of explaining that it was a very stressful pregnancy. There was a lot of issues in the pregnancy, a lot of worry and concern over the child. There was a lot of trips to hospital. There was birth trauma that still hasn't been fully healed. And there was also the stress of having the child and the pressure it had put on the relationship. So the woman was explaining, no, because I can't handle that again. So whereas the guy in the past would have reacted to all of that, and that could be a reaction from a place of not being able to help, of feeling helpless. You know, he wanted to help in this time. He might not have helped the way he would do now because we're all new to this. So there could be some frustration on his part and that's where he reacts from. This time though, we caught it. And instead of just speaking back and saying, yes, but that's not fair or that's just your opinion, mirroring is a place where we come to understand so it's okay let me see if I can understand where you're coming from so is it a no because you're telling me that it was very stressful in the pregnancy then that gives the woman the opportunity to say actually yes go into a little bit more detail and then the man can say oh okay so did I get that right that you felt like this or you felt like that and you can mirror back those words oh right so do I get this right that you felt really pressured and really confused and really scared and then the woman feels validated and heard then she's more likely to open up more if each person isn't reacting so we're coming from a place of real love and compassion for the other person and instead of it being about us which we don't mean it to be in a conversation, but a lot of the time we go right down into our emotions and react from a place of insecurity from within. So once we do this, when the other person is speaking, and likewise, when the man was saying, look, I'd love to have another child, instead of the woman putting the walls up quickly and saying no, the the way she can handle that is okay so let me understand you're telling me that you really want another child based on x y and z and mirror back to him some of the words he's just used so this means we're really listening and we're going beyond the words and the emotions and we're aiming to see exactly what is going on underneath the surface so it's a place of coming out of that fight or flight basically that reaction and dropping down into our hearts breathing taking a minute to let it all in and thinking okay let me hear the truth in this so we listen for key words great words we can use are let me see if i understand what you mean did i get that right is this what you mean and that way we're going deeper the whole point of a conversation is to go deeper instead of just staying at the surface level. Another phrase you can use when you're mirroring is, what else is there? 
So again, you're aiming to go deeper. What else is there about that? What else is there that you can tell me about that? What else is there that I need to know? What else is there that you would like to share? What else is there that I could have done differently? So it's it's taking ourselves out of ourselves and in that other person's shoes. That is where we have deep conversations. That is where we get to the truth. The second part is all about validating the other person's thoughts and feelings. So we can say things like, okay, that makes sense. Or, oh, I didn't realise you thought that. That's new. Or, ah, okay, that really makes sense. Why are you just saying no? I didn't realise that there was so much more going on. And again, it's, this is where five minutes spent in the morning in meditation, taking our minds out of fight or flight, out of hooking into drama and chaos and reconnecting deep within us, setting our intention for the day. So today's lesson from A Course in Miracles is let me remember that my goal in life, my one goal, my first goal in life is God which again is very esoteric, but what it means is let me remember that in any situation, in any interaction, my first goal, my only goal is love. Now that sets our nervous system, our mind and our heart, where our power is, when the mind and the heart are connected, that is where our power is. If we set ourselves up with that intention first thing in the morning, and we spend at least five minutes in that space, we are creating a different environment within ourselves, and then that changes our nervous system and how we show up in the world. This is huge. A lot of the time we wake up, and it's 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 strange. I was going to say it's funny, but it's not. Even, I heard this week that even one of the most famous spiritual teachers still wakes up in the morning sometimes and thinks, oh, not today. Oh, I've got nothing great on today. So even with all of this work, there will be days when you still feel low, down, not feeling like it. And this is why, this is why we have the morning routine. And it doesn't need to take an hour. It doesn't need to be this massive ceremony every single morning. Even the course says that even five minutes spent in this internal world, changing your state, creating a great state is enough to have love ruling your life throughout the day because it changes our thought system. It changes our nervous system. It changes us from the inside out. So by having these great conversations, by going in, And what this does, by having this intention, it means that we go into a conversation, we're not in attack and defence mode. So a lot of the time we go in because we want to get a certain outcome, if we're honest. Think of like the last conversation you've had. And imagine being, say, the guy in this conversation. He basically wants a yes. Yes, let's do it. Let's have another baby. If he's honest with himself... He wants to have that conversation and he wants to get his outcome. That's what it comes down to. 
what he wasn't doing at the time was being willing to go deeper, to really understand. Let me see if I understand what's going on for you. Did I get it right? Am I getting this right? Is that what's happening for you? Is that what happened? Is this what you need extra help with? And the crazy thing is he never realised how much trauma she went through being pregnant and having the baby to the point that he's like, I really would like her to have more help because I didn't realise, I didn't know that all of that was involved, which is beautiful. What a beautiful place to get to, that compassion, that love within himself. That is more likely to get him the result that he wants and this isn't in a, in a manipu manipulative way that was a tongue twister this is in a way where it's the best the highest good for all he doesn't know whether having another child is the highest good for them all for that their family that's some that's one of his desires and he is in, in entering into that conversation hoping to get that desire met hoping to get the yes let's do it now he is really seeing what's going on underneath and therefore coming to a different conclusion okay before we even try let's get you healed from the trauma that you went through how amazing is that then the woman naturally opens up more feels more loved more cherished will do the work will look to heal herself and do the work and then he's more likely to think well actually maybe so where it's gone from being an absolute shutdown, shut her down, no, don't even come near me, we're not even having sex, back off. She's now, she went from a no to an if. So by the end of the conversation, by the end of the session, it started off with a no, by the end of it, it was an if. Now that is significant progress, that is huge. All based on the fact that they were willing to listen to each other understand more and it was the same for her so she had to understand really what was it for him that why did he really want another child what was really going on and that's where we go into the third step which is real empathy for each other because we get to that point of wow I didn't know that's what you'd gone through I didn't know that's how you were feeling both ways I didn't know you really wanted a second child because of X, Y, and Z. I didn't know it was a no because of X, Y, and Z. Now that, that is connection. That is a deep conversation. And that is a couple that will go from strength to strength. Once they learn this in one conversation, they can take it, it's a transferable skill. He can take it into his work. She can take it to her clients. They can take it to the family, to the friends. They can take this to the children. This is a skill that they have learned and they will keep learning and they can pass on. How cool is that? So as I've already alluded to, the second huge step is what we do in the morning. So how we set ourselves up for success in the morning and how we enter into every interaction, every business meeting, every conversation with our intimate partner this is who we are. So it's an intention, then it becomes a habit, then it becomes ingrained, then it just becomes us. We act this way, we behave this way, they think we think this way and it just becomes our normal default. So we do that by establishing a great morning routine, 
like I said before, it doesn't need to be war and peace. We don't need to be sat in lotus position for an hour. It could literally be five minutes with an intention of, I am going to see the good in other people today, but I am also going to see the good in myself. So I'm going to rise above all the craziness within me, all the thoughts of, can't be bothered, I'm tired, what is going to happen today, I've got so much to do, to rising above it all and then also to rise above what we tend to bring into a relationship from yesterday. So we leave the past behind, we choose in every moment to know that the past is over and to look at each other with fresh eyes. We choose to go deep to understand what is really going on for that other person, to come out of our own way and step into somebody else's shoes. Now, when often when I talk about this, people say, but you don't know what my partner's like or you don't know what my boss is like. Like, I shouldn't have to have compassion for that other person. I shouldn't have to see the good. They never see the good in me. And I get it. It's almost like, why would we give love to somebody when they never show it to us? But it's not to say that we condone somebody else's behaviour. We don't get walk, we don't keep getting walked over or spoken down to. Say if you're in a business meeting. I was in a meeting once and my old boss just kept talking down, talking over me. Oh, it was one of those where your conscious mind is thinking, this person deserves my hate. This person deserves to know exactly what I think of them. I need to stand up for myself. And whilst we can and we can speak our truth, it's how we do that. It's how we speak our truth. It's how we get our message across. And it's not to say that we're quiet and we just walk away. That can be a response. Walk away in peace and just think, I'll leave it. Sometimes... We are being nudged to step up and speak our truth. Sometimes we, like like I said, we think the other person doesn't deserve our love if they're not showing it to us. But if it's not love, it's a call for love. So if we go beyond the drama and the chaos, we can think, okay, they're acting that way because of something they've been through. I don't need to take that on. I'm not their coach. I'm not their therapist. I don't need to take that on. And we can choose in any situation to be right, as in they don't deserve my love because of the way they're treating me, they started it, or we can choose to be happy. And the happiness, the choice of the happiness comes in different forms. It might be to walk away in peace, it might be to speak our truth. None of this, setting our intentions in the morning, having a spiritual practice, doesn't make us weak, it doesn't reduce our brain cells, it means we act and react from a different place within us, it doesn't mean to say that we don't ever speak up for ourselves but what it does is it changes our nervous system so it's how we do it that's different. If we always enter a situation, if we're always in attack and defence, I've got my wall up, I've been hurt in the past, a boss has treated me badly in the past or a partner has treated me badly in the past, I'm not putting up with it again, 
we can face every situation with our armour up, with our field up, with our battlefield around us, with the walls up. Nobody will ever hurt me again. But we only attract what we defend against, so we just create more of the same. It's when we remove the wall, remove the barriers, we aim to seek love and give love in any situation. Again, it doesn't mean to say we're weak. We don't need to tell anybody that this is what we're doing. This is what we're thinking. But we do it because inside we want to be happy. More than anything else, we want to be happy. So yes, our ego wants us to give them a piece of our mind in public so everybody knows what they've done. But we want to be happy first and foremost. So it's how we do that. How we speak our truth. How we communicate. How we get our message across. It all changes when we have that time in the morning to realign ourselves with the truth. That's why one goal is love, one goal is God, realigns us, changes our energy, changes our state from the inside out. And I know you might be thinking, this sounds great, but you don't know what they've done. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And what if you're thinking this all sounds a little bit fluffy, a little bit airy-fairy, then try it. I would really encourage you to try it, to see beyond what somebody is showing you. Because most of the time what people are showing us isn't the truth. And it's about all of the, all of the steps we've just been through, going deeper to understand, not to coach each other in an intimate relationship, for example, to understand, to go deeper. So, okay, so let me just understand that a bit more. Or I didn't realise that. Can you tell me more about that? That's where we're going to really deep, great, transformative conversations. What if you're thinking right now, this sounds amazing. I love the idea of mirroring. I love the idea of, you know, repeating some of what my partner or the person in front of me has just said. So not not just so that it helps them know I'm listening, but also so it helps us make sure that we're paying attention. Let me see if I can understand. Did I get that right? What else is there that you could tell me about that? What else is there that I need to know? I get the fact that there's validation and that makes sense. Wow, I never knew that. How that resonates with me is what makes sense is that's the validation where the person feels respected and loved again and cherished. And then you've got that whole empathy piece where I imagine you might be feeling like that. Wow, I never realised you might be feeling like that. I never knew. It could be simple, it could even be a, wow, I never knew, or thank you for sharing that. And these, the way the way we validate somebody, the way we show empathy, the way we listen, is so powerful in how we get to impact and influence any conversation. And I know you might be thinking, but you don't know my partner, you don't know what they're like. They're completely stonewall. They just, they just, even the glare just cuts through me with a knife. 
and again it's how we approach it so going in thinking that believing that that nothing changes that it will just be as hard and as difficult as it always is we can practice one really powerful exercise before any conversation and it can form part of what we do in the morning it becomes a habit that we don't always we don't need to think about because when we do it regularly it just becomes a really ingrained habit that can take a second it doesn't need to be a big grandiose right i'm going to prepare for every meeting or every phone call it can just be a moment of okay so i'm connecting in with myself i'm going to connect in with the good in me and the good in them I'm going to blast this situation, this conversation with love. I pray, I ask for the highest good for everybody. And it can just be, once we do this regularly, we don't need to say the words. We all, we get to that feeling, that state really quickly. And then we can influence any, any meeting, any conversation. And it's super, super powerful when we go in thinking, that they never change, that they always look a certain way. I remember one one coach said to me, have you noticed when you're having a disagreement and you're disconnected from somebody, how you actually glare at them? And you, you can almost feel the tension and see the hate in the room, can't you? If you had a sword, it would be like almost stabbing each other with this sword. And that's where our whole body language comes into it. How do we look at the how do we look at the other person? Do we gaze at them instead of glaring at them? Instead of bringing all the resentment and baggage from the past, do we look at them with fresh eyes and aim to see the truth and aim to go deeper? Do we give them a moment to show us a different part of them, a different side? eye contact is so important so is how are we are we open in our body language have we got our arms crossed our brows you know all tense are we glaring at them are we just are we sending them vibes of hate basically so it's up to us to get ourselves in a great state now just a word of warning we don't need to tell everybody. We don't need to tell everybody when we get on a conference call or when we start the meeting or when we walk into a room. I've prayed about everybody this morning. I'm holier than thou. This isn't about being a goody-goody. This comes back again to do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you choose in any moment to be happy and see the good? Even if it's that boss that hasn't showed you goodness back in the past and you really want to tell them how you feel, it's a case of, is that really going to help you? Is that really going to get the message across? Everyone's done it. You must have a memory where you've said your piece, you've fought back and it's felt good for five minutes. And then you've thought, mm, that didn't land like I really wanted it to land or 
I could have done that a bit better or I could have been a bit classier about the way I handle that. And this is that word, it's about class. We're becoming a class act. We are praying for people. We are blasting people with love before a meeting. Not again so we're like, oh, look at me, I'm holier than thou. It's because we're beginning to realise how powerful we are and how deeply we want to be happy. So, yes, the person in front of us might be harsh, might have been rude in the past, but we don't need to focus on that. And the more we do, the more disconnected we'll stay. So again, let's recap on how to have a great conversation so that we create deep understanding instead of more chaos and destruction. So the first thing, mirroring. Repeat back certain words. So like with the couple, when she said, it was just so traumatic, the birth, it was just really stressful. He, well, I repeated back, and this is as, a, as an example to him of what he could have said, so let let me see if I understand that. Was it the birth? Was that traumatic? Or was it afterwards? It was both. Oh, okay. So did I get it right that it was all the way through? Was it from the beginning? Yeah, it was. And that's like, wow, he didn't even know that. If he'd not asked more questions, it's because we don't ask enough questions. We just shut down. We get the no, we get a response we don't want and we shut down. I remember somebody explaining it to me as when you're having a disagreement with somebody or an argument, both people revert back to children. So it's almost like you're having a conversation, a negotiation, a big conversation like what this couple were having about a second child or not and the emotions drop right back to being a young child and that's where we're having a conversation from. So this is all, it all takes practice and it's all about developing that emotional intelligence. It takes time, but it's so worth the effort. It's having that validation, that makes sense. Oh, okay. And he said, wow, I can even see how that makes sense now that you didn't want the parents round in the first day or two because you were you were in such a, a tired state. And she was like, yeah, exactly. And he was like, I never realised that. She'd not really explained it like that. He'd not really asked those questions. It was just an assumption that everybody knew and everybody didn't know. So it's having these tools so we can have these great conversations so there's no assumptions. And then naturally flows on from that is the empathy. And it's that, wow, I didn't know that. Or wow, I imagine that must have been tough. Or I imagine you might have been feeling like this. Exactly. That couple went from no, absolutely not, to if. Now that to me is a result from no to if. It's, it shows, what it shows is an openness. So a trust between them. They've shared, they've opened up safely in a safe environment. They've learned the tools, they've practiced it and they had a great conversation and you can do it too. 
So let's practice. As always, we always practice what we preach. We can't practice a conversation when we do the meditation, but we're going to practice going within and seeing the good in somebody else when we can't see it or when they can't see it in themselves. So enjoy the visualization and I will see you on the other side. Sitting somewhere where you're nice and comfy, where you won't be disturbed. And it helps to close your eyes and go within. And breathe in through your nose. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand. Exhale, release and let go. And breathe in through your nose. Exhale, release and let go. And as we do this visualization, it helps to keep your eyes closed and keep your focus on your breath. Relaxing, releasing and allowing yourself to just follow my voice. And in your mind's eye, bring to mind anyone who is an intimate partner, whether it's now or whether it's in the past. And bring to mind their face in front of you. And what we see externally is only a very small fraction of what that person is, of who that person is. Beyond their behaviour, beyond what they do, is the truth about who they are. And what we tend to do is wake up every single morning and bring everything that the person has done with us over into the next day. And that's why meditation in the morning and in the evening almost cleans our mind, refreshes us. And this visualization will help you to let the past go to learn what you need to learn from it, to take what you need to take and to grow however you need to grow. So see this person in your mind's eye, this intimate partner. See what they look like, how they stand, how they look at you. And imagine something you don't like about this person. A conversation that didn't go well. And imagine it all melting away. Imagine the anger and the frustration. Imagine it all melt away. 
and you see the truth about this person instead. You can even say the love in me salutes the love in you. Even if you don't agree with their behaviour, this doesn't mean to say you condone it and will allow it to happen again. But this is freeing you from focusing on somebody's guilt, on what they did or didn't do. This frees you. Forgive them for what they have done to you and ask them for forgiveness of anything you may have done. Blast this person with love. Feel that love within your heart even if you can barely feel love. However much love you can find in your heart send it out to this other person. And now think of somebody else that you have had a disagreement with. Imagine their face. Take yourself back to the disagreement, to the energy, to what happened. Aim to let it all go. Aim to open your heart ever so slightly. And instead of holding on to what they did, instead of holding on to what you didn't like and of what happened, aim to let it all go. Open your heart and blast them with love. And now bring to mind anyone that you have condemned or criticised. Anyone that you have spoken negative words over. See this person, see their face in front of you. Imagine that energy that's between you, the negative energy that you're holding on to, and let it all go. Aim to see the good in this other person and let the rest go. In order to feel more love within you and more love for yourself, the more you can forgive and let go of the past, the more love you will feel within your heart. We don't need to go and get love from somewhere else. 
we just need to uncover the blocks that surround our hearts. Wherever there is a forgiveness problem, wherever there is a problem, there is a forgiveness problem. And forgiveness sets you free. Imagine yourself now meeting somebody, going into a meeting with your boss, negotiating with somebody, having a conversation with your partner, having a conversation with your son or your daughter. And imagine taking a few moments before the the conversation, just a few moments to prepare, a big inhale and a long exhale and you connect down into your heart and you blossom with love before you start the conversation. This only needs to take a few moments. Where you set the conversation up for success. See love before you. Go in front of you wherever you go. See love walk into a room before you do. See love sat on top of your WhatsApp message and being sent to the person that's receiving it. See love covering a letter or an email that's going to someone. Blast love before you wherever you go. This is a habit. It takes time to remember and it takes practice. But the more you do it, the more automatic it becomes. Blast love out before you wherever you go. And watch in amazement at how different your life is. How different your relationships are. How different your conversations are. And how magical your life becomes. You are infinitely more powerful than anyone has ever told you. And it all starts with the love in your heart. Take a big inhale, feel your tummy expand. Exhale slowly, release and let go. Inhale, feel your tummy expand. Exhale, release and let go. Inhale, feel your tummy expand. And exhale, release and let go. And when you're ready, bring your attention back into your body. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. And when you're ready, if you're ready, you can open your eyes.
So again, I hope you have enjoyed today's message and meditation. Any questions, you know where I am and go and blast love before you wherever you go and watch your life transform. See you again next week. Bye. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram at Laura Jane Hand or at laurajanehand.com. Drop me a message, get in touch. I would love to hear from you. Bye.